There's a quote from a very famous ancient Persian mystic and poet called Rumi. It goes, let go, trust, and float. My father has said this quote to me so many times in my life, and so many times in my life I have been frustrated by it, confused by it. What does that even mean? It sounds nice to be able to just let go, trust, and surrender, but is it even safe to do that? And how do you really do it? That's what this episode is all about. I'm Perinaz Shams, and this is Embrace Your Essence podcast. My father has always reminded me of this quote in times where I was struggling with anxiety because I was faced with an unknown situation. Times when I have been most raw, vulnerable, scared, or feeling confused about my existence. Can you relate to any of those feelings? If so, you can probably also relate to the need to feel like you can fix it and how it feels in those moments when you're trying so hard to make sense of what's going on and you're saying, what do I do? It's always in those moments where I've been frantic and stressed, really screaming out, what do I do? That my father's words, Rumi's words, have come back to me. Trust, let go, and float. Really, they're saying, there's power and clarity in surrendering. There have been almost countless times where life has felt like it's pinning me to the wall. Honestly, there's a part of me that has always, for my entire existence, felt some kind of resistance because I've never really fit into any norms or conventions. I have never really fit in even to my family. And I've gone through phases of life trying to fit in, trying to kind of become this smoothed out caricature of something so that I do fit and it's never worked out. And I've also had times where I've done the opposite and I've just rebelled into complete chaos. And today I think I'm somewhere in this state of healthy rebellion constantly. And there have also been moments, specific moments where I have felt so near the edge of being broken by life events that I truly didn't know what to do. Can you relate to any of what I'm saying right now? Have you had those moments where you feel like you might break, where your resilience is truly tested? Have you felt on the outskirts of your life, your family, your friends? Have you wondered, what's wrong with me? If so, surrender is your friend. And for me, these moments in life have taught me the importance of surrendering over and over again. To help me through the times where I have felt so different, so much on the outside of my family and culture, I've relied heavily on sadhana. If you're new to me, to this podcast, the work that I do, Sadhana means meditation. It's the practice where you connect with yourself in a sacred way. Meditation, when done well, with intention, 
becomes the ultimate safe space for you to go and deeply receive healing, protection, and the safety that your body, mind, and soul need. If you're someone who's felt like an outsider, where you've had to constantly cut your teeth in life, stay sharp and resilient, sadhana, meditation, will help you. It is your safe space where you get to be fully you, fully seen, understood, and completely unjudged. Sudna becomes the place where you surrender safely. And you finally do not always have to be the strong one. It's in your sadhana that you become held by something much greater. You are softly held and also firmly guided. And in that way, you get to relax you get to step back and release control safely. In Tantra, this happens by meditating on the feminine consciousness. And the word that's used for feminine energy or feminine consciousness is Devi. Devi consciousness. In Tantra, which is the science of self-awareness and energy transformation, you are guided through the process of balancing the energy within you, balancing the fundamental pieces of you, balancing your masculine and your feminine so that you are existing in your most complete expression. You get to show up in your fullest strength rather than an imbalanced version of you. And this is really important because if you're somebody who's always felt on the outside, you are living out of balance. You have had to hide away parts of yourself or you have felt like parts of you get cut open through judgment and skepticism and the harshness that comes when you don't fit in all the time. So balance is necessary for all of us and it is through Tantra meditation, Tantra style sadhana, that you can receive that balance by connecting to the Devi consciousness. Doing this becomes an essential piece of healing. The balancing work that happens during your meditation, during your sadhana practice, is what transforms you. And when you surrender to that process, you become unstoppable. Now, for some of you who are totally new to Tantra, you're new to meditation in the form of energy transformation, some of what I'm saying might sound a bit abstract. I know it did for me for a long time. I had tried meditation using books and apps and whatnot, but I never really understood through my own lived experience what meditation could do for me because it always felt hard. It was like I couldn't quiet my mind down enough. I couldn't sit still long enough to really feel like it did anything until I found Tantra meditation. And there's a very specific method to Tantra. And in addition to the method that really helps you relax your mind and relax your need to feel like you're doing it right or wrong, you are in the presence of these greater energies. As I was saying, the feminine consciousness, the Devi consciousness is there and present with you in this space. And that's where the 
spiritual part of this comes in so strongly and meditation becomes a spiritual healing practice. It's where you are held by these more than human forces in a moment and it becomes so healing because for so many of us, we've never felt held like that. We've never felt accepted and loved for who we truly are and therefore we always think people are judging us or going to leave us if they find out who we really are. So you are able to find surrender through sadhana. And at the end of this episode, I'll come back to sadhana and talk to you a little bit about what you can start to do to meditate in this way. I also have meditations in this podcast. You can go back in and listen to them. I have meditations on forgiveness and opening your heart. And these are all Tantra style meditations. So as you listen to them, you are learning how to meditate in this specific way. Let's go into situational surrender. The moments where life's situations have brought on the feeling for you of near breaking. Like you literally do not know what to do or how to keep going. When you realize you are not at all in control. These are scary times. And when I think of this in my own life, I think of my relationship history. It's been a, it's a dark, dark history. <laughs> and some of you who have been following me for a while know about some of my past in relationships. But essentially, it can be summarized most concisely to say, I gave all of myself to relationships over and over again. It wasn't just one time with one boyfriend. It was multiple times. I would get into these deep relationships where I gave all of myself only to feel completely betrayed by them. They would crumble. It was like the harder I tried to make them work, the quicker they fell apart. And that is when I have felt so much out of control. I also think of my clients and their stories. Some examples are feeling out of control in the midst of losing a family member to illness or their spouse leaving them or working Every day in an oppressive environment, a woman working in a male-dominated environment, something like this, these situations are where we can become stuck. Because when we realize we're out of control, any of us, we start to engage all of our tactics of defense and protection. Our mind goes straight into fix-it mode, find solutions, and if we can't, avoid it and just deal, cope, survive. But those things are the opposite of surrendering. They all require force. They all require you to be in that fighter mode in your own life. And you don't get to experience ease. You don't get to be seen for who you truly are because you're too busy trying to just survive and deal with the anxiety that comes with knowing you're not in control. And I know that if you listen to this podcast, you're a doer, you're a fixer, you like solutions. And the only problems that you like are those that have solutions you can identify. <laughs> but it's not going to work when it comes to your healing. And that means your true fulfillment in life. When it comes to you truly reaching your potential, not just being, you know, a great achiever and a, and a competent professional, but really living out your truest expression and your highest potential in all ways, you need to do more than just try to fight your way through life. It's not enough and it's exhausting and you know that. 
because you've had times or maybe you're in the middle of a time right now where you're trying to do that. You're fighting. You're throwing up all your defenses and all your punches and you're applying all the force you can, all the push you can to make it. And you know deep down it's not working. It's like trying to hold back a tsunami. You can fight, but it exhausts you. You can live in anxiety about what will happen, but it only depletes you. You can stay skeptical, but it will only keep you from opening up and taking risks. And all of this is to say, at some point, you can either consciously choose to surrender or life will require you to surrender. And I hope that if you're listening to this podcast and you're in the middle of one of these moments where you feel out of control in life, you choose surrender. You choose to let go of what is no longer serving you in this situation and you choose to go within and to get really honest and clear about who you are and you choose to cultivate your trust in yourself. I'm thinking right now of my best friend. She's been living in the U.S. for about 10 years. She first came as a student, so it's been a long process of going from one visa to the next and eventually applying for a green card, which is, you know, on the road to citizenship. So as she has been studying here and working here, she's had a job and she's done really well for herself. And she would say things to me, though, that I knew were not right for her. She would say things like, I just want a simple life. I just want to find a guy and settle down. And I don't mind keeping the job that I have now. And, you know, nothing is wrong with wanting these things. But I could tell because I I know her deep down. These things were not right for her. She's meant for great things and she was playing it so small. She was dimming her essence. She was closing up because it was her way of fighting against the greater sense of uncertainty going on in her life around her citizenship. It's like because she knew that any moment her citizenship could just be denied, she would have to leave. It was easier for her to keep playing it small, as if she would be less disappointed, as if somehow she was safer, just trying to to keep it all tight and not think too big, not dream too big. Does that sound like you at all? Can you relate to that in any way? Well, for my friend, this all came to a head when things at her job started to change, and it forced her to really start thinking about her next steps. And I remember the day this happened, she got word that the job was changing. And she broke down. She started having essentially a panic attack. And she was saying, these changes are happening, and now I'm totally trapped. I don't want to be at this job anymore, but I have to. I have to work here for three more years because my green card depends on it. And I remember she was outside my house crying and really struggling. And I remember saying to her, let go. Everything you're saying right now has become a trap. You're limiting yourself. Trust that you are meant for more and that things are breaking down right now to get you to your more. I said, I don't know how this is going to happen, but I promise this is going to work out. I promise. If it is meant for you to be here in this country, 
life's gonna happen. You have to surrender. And you need to start living for the person you really are. And so, she did. (laughs) Right there after that conversation, this peace came over her. And in the coming weeks, she applied for a PhD program. She started applying to the PhD program, to which she was accepted. And now fast forward a few months, her green card was accepted. So she has permission, basically, to permanently live and work in the U.S. And then six months later, she went on to Princeton. She's now getting her PhD, which she always wanted to do. But she never gave herself the permission to try because she was waiting for the citizenship to come through first. But she started to trust in her own existence, in her own path up to that point. And I remember her saying, my life up to this point hasn't made sense. There are so many times I felt like, and the world would tell me, you shouldn't be here. But I am here. And she said, when I remembered that about myself, I realized I can take back my own control by just moving forward and surrendering surrendering in the form of trusting myself that if I keep doing what I know deep down is right for me, it's going to work out. And she's right. When you surrender, when you trust, things do work. The universe steps in and supports you. When you choose to fly instead of clip your own wings, you are releasing yourself to these greater forces. You are releasing yourself and letting yourself go into the unknown. And when you do that, when you respect the unknown of life, rather than fight it and try to control it and push it away from you, you start to bloom. I was recently talking with another woman who was going through a huge time of uncertainty in her job, in her career. She's an entrepreneur, incredibly creative. And her vision is tremendous. But it's been a hard road. She's dealing with the financial uncertainty and struggle that comes with entrepreneurship. The mental and emotional tax you have to pay that comes along with that and being out on your own. On top of that, she's also dealing with immigration stress. And she asked me, how do you surrender? She said, I'm trying so hard. I wake up every day with anxiety on my chest. I don't know what to do, and it's so overwhelming. I can't even get started on taking these steps that I need to. And she said, I try to wake up, and I try to go into a meditative space, and I just trust that that's helping me. But how? How do I really surrender? And I said, think of it like drinking water. When you're drinking water... You have to let yourself receive the water. Imagine yourself taking in water and fighting against it. What would happen? You'd literally start to choke. And then you start choking and it becomes this really stressful, chaotic moment. And you never get what you actually need to receive. And if you keep doing that, every time you're trying to drink water you'll never get the water. And if you never get water, which is essential for your life, you won't continue to survive. So in your life right now, there's something happening 
that's making your mind and your body, your nervous system react with stress, choke on this experience, reject it or fight against it because it feels scary. It's hard to stay fully open and receptive in times of unknown, like financial unknown or career unknown. But the more you fight, the less you receive. And this is where we really have to work on, consciously work on allowing ourselves to receive. We actually have to practice letting go. And the way you do that can come in many forms, but one of the most potent forms is through meditation, through sadhana. Here's a few ways you can get started with your meditation in a way that makes it feel sacred and it becomes your place where you get to let go. You get to relax. You get to drop the role, the heaviness of being the one who always has it figured out. You get to surrender your need to know everything and have it already figured out. You get to surrender your control and still know that you're safe. Number one, set up a space where you will meditate. It could be one part of a room in your house, but the place that feels uninterrupted to you, least interrupted to you. A place that feels like you can go and the distractions are left outside that space. In that space, set up a small little altar. You can find these anywhere. Just a small little table or little shelf, anything. And that altar is where you sit when you meditate. On the altar, you keep a candle. You can choose whatever kind of candle you want. It doesn't matter the scent or whatever. And then keep flowers. And the flowers are important. Many cultures and traditions, they offer food or flowers, some form of a gift to the supportive energies of our universe. And when you have flowers, I like to use red roses. You are honoring and acknowledging the feminine energy that will hold you safely and softly in your process of surrendering. When you meditate in the Tantra way and you have your flowers and you have your candle, you are constantly inviting in that supportive, graceful, nurturing energy of the feminine. And that's all you need to get started. You don't have to overcomplicate it. There truly is no perfect way to do this. There's a way that feels right and authentic to you. So go ahead and start there. From there, simply choose a time. A time that makes sense to you and your life. Maybe it's the morning when you first wake up. Maybe it's evening, right before you go to bed. But pick a time where you'll sit and you'll meditate at this space. I personally like to meditate right before I go to bed. There's nothing else I have to do. I don't even look at my phone after I meditate. I go from my sadhana space to my pillow. 
For a lot of people, I think that works because when you meditate first thing in the morning, it can feel stressful and like you're trying to cram it in because the day is about to start. If that's you, if you're someone who has a high stress job, it's probably a good idea to start at night, but play with it. Be playful with it. See what happens and feels good for you. And then as you're seated, allow yourself to get comfortable. Many people have this idea that when you're sitting in meditation, you need to be perfectly still or your spine needs to be tall and rigid like a yogi who meditates for hours in the mountains of the Himalayas. And you don't have to do that. Get comfortable if you want to buy a meditation cushion or sit on a pillow or whatever you need to do. I know that I have some clients, especially male clients, y'all tend to have really tight hips where it's truly painful to sit for a while lay down. That's okay, but make sure your spine is long so that your breath can flow freely. I purchased a meditation pillow because it has allowed me to sit with my legs crossed and it creates a little pelvic tilt in such a way that it takes pressure off my hips and back and I can sit still comfortably upright for an hour at least. So that's something you can do if you feel like your body gets really uncomfortable. It's so important to let your physical body be comfortable because meditation in this way is actually about letting go, relaxing. And when you relax your physical body, which is the most tangible part of you, you're able to get into the deeper you. And when you're connected to the deeper you, you're able to get into the zone of trust and you're able to get into the zone of these emotions and this energetic work, but it becomes very hard to do emotional energetic work when your physical body is so tense and tight and rigid and uncomfortable. So then the next piece is the mind, right? I hear so many people say, I'm not good at meditation or I don't know how to meditate because every time I've ever tried, I can't turn my thoughts off. And you know, it's so funny to me that it's become such a widespread misconception that meditation is about stopping your thoughts. Whoever started that is creating a lot of a lot of work for me because so many people think that because they cannot halt thought, they're doing it wrong. And for me, this has always been really interesting because for me, it seems like you'll never stop your thoughts. You have a mind that is designed to create thoughts and to internalize stimulus from your surroundings and make thoughts about it and make memories and send signals to your body about it. It's its job. And so it's okay that that happens while you're meditating. Actually, the point of meditation is to not stop thought, but to understand your thoughts. Meditation is the space where you witness the thoughts you have, and you start to build awareness on why, why you have these thoughts. And it's so interesting because as you do this, as you develop your awareness through Tantra meditation, you start to realize, A, the thoughts you have repeat over and over and over again. And then your mind does this interesting dance of creating all these variations of essentially the same root thoughts. And these become your fears. They become your anxieties. They become your self-sabotaging mechanisms. They become your fear of intimacy and all the ways you hold yourself back and you struggle to surrender. So when you begin meditating and you stop trying to halt thought and instead you use the entire meditation space to witness thought, and witness your body in space and time and to witness the sounds and really just be present, it all starts to change organically, gently, powerfully. You start to realize 
who you are and why you are the way that you are. And that is you surrendering into your own awareness. And that is how the meditation both becomes this place where you get to safely relax and drop all the roles and the expectations you have to play throughout your life. And you also get so much clarity on yourself to the point where you start to show up in your life differently. And it becomes so much easier for you to stop fighting and to start flowing in your life. I'm going to conclude this episode with a short meditation. You can hit pause and start it again when you're at your altar space, or just go ahead and listen and then play this anytime you want at your altar. To begin, get comfortable. Relax the physical body. Whether you're seated or laying down, relax, soften. And if there's anywhere in your body that is holding tension, Excessively. See if you can let it go even 1%. Take a couple deep breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth like a sigh of relief. Arriving here in this present moment. In your space of sacred connection to yourself. Let all the stories, all the expectations and outcomes that you're holding on to for this moment, for yourself and your life, let them go for now. In this moment, simply be present. Breathe. Notice your body, all of your body. Witness the feet, the lower half of your body, the torso, the arms, the head. Take it all in. Observe yourself with global body awareness. Start to take in from a third person perspective yourself as you are in this present moment. And as you are relaxed and breathing and witnessing your complete self. You are allowing yourself to be enough, safe, seen, as you are right now, with complete love, openness, and trust. Breathe and let go. Take in the breathing. Take in the sounds, the feelings within you. Trust that it is safe to experience it all 
and invite in the known and the unknown forms of guidance, healing, protection, and nurturing that want to be with you. And as you invite in the known and unknown forms, become receptive to the balancing energies, the forces that harmonize your energy, the masculine, the feminine within you, the calm and the strong, the soft and the firm, the expansiveness and the groundedness. Allow it all to be present within you. Become receptive to it within you. And breathe. Very gently and softly, allow your energy to gather around the heart center, the middle of your chest, the energetic heart center is where you can dive deeper into yourself. Where you can go within and find safety, clarity, and calm. It's through softening your heart that you become receptive where you can trust in the process that is unfolding for you right now. It's through your heart that you can surrender to the unknowns safely and calmly. When you're ready, inhale through the nose fully and pause for just a moment at the top and then exhale softly and steadily through the nose. Inhale. Pause and as you pause the breath, relax and then exhale. Inhale. Pause. and relax one more time inhale pause hold and witness yourself in this moment and then release let your breath return to its effortless pace stay connected to your heart and invite in an aura of warmth if it's helpful, you can visualize a light of any color. Maybe it's white or green or red, anything. Invite it into this heart space and with every inhale, let that space of your heart open, soften and surrender. Inhale. 
dive deeper into yourself. Let go and trust in this moment. Trust that you are held. You are loved. You are guided. You are enough. Continue to breathe. Continue to stay soft and receptive. And trust that the deeper you go into your calm, the deeper you dive into your surrender, the more your life will bloom into its fullest expression.